Hello and welcome to my podcast, guys. Uh, I'm doing it this way rather than out in the field because I really, on this last hunt, I didn't get a whole lot of. Uh, there just wasn't a whole lot to share. Um, a little bit of a little bit of deer, uh, you know, big buck footage, but not a lot. So basically, I'm going to just tell you about my hunt. Uh, make it fairly uh, quick and then share some video that I did capture during my outing. Um, this year I bow hunted the Ponsagant unit in southern Utah. Uh, I spent six days scouting and I did share one podcast uh, with y'all um, showing some of the bucks that I saw on, that, on my scouting trips. I found one big wide buck that I figured was about, oh I figured him to be about 30 inches wide, maybe a touch more. Um, I felt like he would top out right close to 190. Um, he was kind of my number one bug. I also found another one uh, that I was real interested in that had a couple cheaters off one side and a single cheater off the other. Um, and as I'll tell you, I did end up hunting for him also, and I saw him hard-horned, and I think he was a buck that was right in the, the lower 190s. Um, I also found one the night before the hunt that was really cool, had a great big cheater off one side, and I'll show you a little bit of video of him. Uh, he had a long, well, he had the long cheater, kind of a cheater drop tying off the one side with a hook cheater on that side, in line on the other. Really a neat buck, and I probably should have spent some time looking for him, but I just didn't. Uh, also scouting, early on I found a big wide buck. Uh, the, the one side was incredible. His main beam was super long. It really floated out there. He had an extra inline there. But then the other side just wasn't... I mean, it was a nice four-point, but not super impressive. I mean, he was wide. I only seen him twice scouting, and then he just vanished. I never seen him again. Uh, and then I also... There was another buck I found scouting. I didn't hunt. It was a wide three-by-four with some fun stuff on the bases. I got a little bit of video and some still pictures of him. I, do, I didn't hunt for that buck at all. And I mean, he, not that I wouldn't have wanted him, because he was a great buck. He was just in a in a place that, you know, a lot of other people knew about him. And, and where he lived, I just didn't feel like I was going to have much chance of turning him up. So I chose for my hunt to begin by looking for the wide buck. And I went in... Uh, a couple days before the hunt began, and I ended up turning up the wide buck. He had moved about a little more than a mile from where I had found him. I had found him along the river in the, bo uh, in the bottom uh, scouting, and he, had, he was coming down there every, you know, pretty much every night during the summer. But that night before the, the archery hunt opened, I found him over a mile away in another canyon, and <clears throat> so that's I ended up hunting him, and I spent I spent the first eight days of the hunt looking for that buck. Uh, he's the one I wanted. I felt like he was in there. Um, I did see him one time during that eight days, and it was just too late uh, in the evening to, to have any chance at him. And then that was it, you know, and I didn't see. There weren't very many bucks living in that area. It was really tough hunting. Um, 
Because what happens is those deer, you know, once the summer's over, they come down and along the river bottom at night because it's cool and there's lots of green grasses down there. Their antlers are growing, so they're on eating a lot of grass. But as soon as their antlers begin to harden up, they don't need that moist uh, vegetation as much anymore. Their diet's gradually starting to change to something a little drier. Um, and then also, you know, people activity probably gets them to move. But I would say most of it's just because the temperatures are cooling down and they don't need that uh, moist green stuff for antler growth anymore. And so then they start to kind of scatter. Once you take, say, a dozen bucks living in that area and you scatter them a mile, two miles in every direction, now all of a sudden you go from, you know, a dozen bucks living in one square mile to now all of a sudden that dozen bucks living in nine to, you know, 27 or so square miles. So it's, you know, it, it, it makes it a lot tougher. I was probably actually just lucky to find that buck at all. And, you know, of course, maybe it was bad luck to find him because I could have been hunting somewhere else. But I spent eight, eight days hunting him. No good, obviously. Then I decided to go look for that one with the cheaters. I didn't think that he was going to be one that I would be interested in while I was scouting. I mean, I, he was a nice buck, looked fairly heavy. He had the cheaters, pretty cool, but they were only about an inch long when I seen him scouting. And I really didn't think they would grow much. But when I found him, I went... You know, it was clear on the south end of the plateau. I went out there to look at him, or look for him, and the very first night I seen him, and he looked great. The cheaters had grown quite a bit, and they were each three to four inches long. Um, and his backs, I knew that his back end would grow quite a bit from when I seen him scouting, and they did, and then back forks did. Front end didn't grow a lot. But he was a buck that was in the 190s, and he was, you know, I seen him. He was in a position or a, a, a place that I felt like if I didn't have too many road hunters buzzing through every day, because he lived right by a road, and um, if I didn't have too many road hunters buggering through there all the time, that there was a chance that he might pass by me. So I ended up focusing on him, and I spent a total of 10 days hunting him. I seen him three times. And on one particular day, I watched him bed, uh, but he was with some other bucks. I still had eight days left in the hunt, so I decided to back off that particular day. Um, he bedded, I backed off, just thinking, all right, over the next seven days, I will have more opportunities. I didn't. Um, I didn't see him again. I didn't see him again uh, the rest of the hunt. And I don't know where he went. I didn't bugger him that day. Um, the other bucks, they I had buggered them going into a tree stand I had set up before light. And I heard them run out. Um, and then when it got light, they were down in the bottom of the canyon with him. You know, not the bottom, but halfway off the top. And they were down in there with him. And, you know, so they kept looking up there. I mean, they obviously, because I had buggered them, they were on high alert. And that's part of the reason I decided to back off. And then he was bedded in a stand of pines that was surrounded by a cut area that had just gobs of deadfall and dry brush. Getting close would have been really difficult. Um, I didn't see where all five bucks bedded. I could see where three of them were bedded, but the other two I didn't know. And 
just the risk was too high and then with seven days ago I thought I'd have more opportunities there was no point in blowing him out of there but he vanished um, you know so that's that and then I ended up the last day of the hunt because I just got burned out you know after I went four days without seeing him you know and I was seeing the other bucks over and over so I just felt like if he was there I should see him and I just got tired of it you know, and 18 days into the hunt, I decided I'm going to go spend one more day looking for the wide one. I went up there and seen pretty much nothing, and that was it. So overall, I spent 19 days hunting, six days scouting, and, you know, I saw some, some really good bucks uh, during the hunt. I can't really complain about that. You know, I got to hunt deer that I feel like were pretty good caliber bucks for the Ponscott. To, to be able to hunt some 190 inch bucks down there is pretty good. You know, I mean, there's obviously going to be some whoppers killed, you know, with a rifle or whatever, but it's a little different when you're bow hunting them. And then also you have to pick and choose the deer you're going to hunt because of where he might live. You know, if he lives in a spot where you see him scouting right next to the road and the river in the bottom, like the wide three before, Odds are you're probably not going to be able to turn him up come bow season anyway, unless it's opening day. The first couple of days you might catch him coming down, but once he gets buggered, he's probably going to get up, you know, and scatter. So I I picked the wide four point, which you know I've been thrilled to take, you know. And then the buck with the with the cheaters was in a pretty decent spot to hunt. I, you know, I'd rather there not been a road there because uh, road hunters come through every day you know, or just about every day, and that kind of makes it tough, you know, just reminds the bucks every day that there's people buzzing up and down the roads and that they're being hunted, but I had, a, you know, I had a, an okay time. I mean, I would have much rather been hunting some high country place, uh, you know, in Wyoming or Colorado or even, you know, Nevada or something, but, you know, I got this tag on a reward, uh, you know, turning in a poacher, and it was a reward tag, so, you know. Uh, in hindsight, I probably could have chose the rifle hunt instead of the archery hunt, but, you know, I couldn't do the rifle anyway, because I have hunts already lined up for that time of year. Uh, so my choice come down to muzzleloader or archery, well, they've moved the muzzleloader hunt out of November, and that was a great time, because then you hunted them down on the winter range, and there were lots of deer, and they would come into the water holes, and they're just a whole lot easier to kill when they're on the winter range. Um, but they moved that muzzleloader hunt to, to late September and I think that's a horror, you know, I just felt like that would be a tough time to be hunting them, uh, you know, still with a somewhat fairly short range uh, firearm. So I decided to do the archery. I was a little cocky, killed this boy in, in Wyoming last year and so I just thought I was a good archer. So, who knows? So that's that. Um, so that's my hunt. You know, it's. I was hoping to get more uh, video uh, during it all, and and uh, but I just didn't. It just is. You know, it's just not a place where you can get a whole lot of that because there's not a lot of spotting. You know, when I was hunting, almost all of it was you know sneaking through the timber and just hoping that buck was in there. You know, there isn't much for glassing them up and then sneaking in on them like, you know, what I like to do. So, so that's it. Um, 
Hopefully you enjoyed seeing some of the bucks down there. Hopefully, you know, you've gotten some information from this video. I know I had a lot of guys, you know, emailing me asking about, you know, the bucks I was hunting that who had muzzleloader tags who I believe, you know, they, they probably wanted to know where the bucks were <laughs> so that they could go there looking. But, you know, I'm not, I don't, I didn't want to share too much information because there may be guys down there scouting who find these bucks and it's not really fair for me, you know, to, to, uh, to start, you know, it's not fair to them for me to be telling everyone, oh yeah, this cheater buck lives here when some guy spent 10 days scouting, found that buck and, you know, I mean, he deserves it, you know, if he's put in the time. Um, it's no different. I had a lot of people offering offering to help me, and and I appreciate it. You know, some great guys. I had people telling me, "Oh, there's, you know, we'll tell you where the, you know, we've seen these bucks here or there, you know." And I just, I don't like doing that. I have no interest in hunting a deer somebody else found. I just like to go do my own scouting, and that's what I did. I found these bucks. You know, they're the best ones. I found, and those are the ones I went hunting for. Um, I think I probably could have contacted friends or friends of friends, and I probably could have been on hunting for a buck over 200 inches. I mean, I'm you know I'm sure through the network of people I know that I could have could have been hunting a, you know a whopper, but it just wouldn't bring me the same gratification if I took him. You know, so it's just. You know, it's just what I do. I like to scout, find them myself, no help, go hunt alone. Um, you know, I didn't have spotters on ridges or people helping or anything. I mean, I just, just you know, to me, the challenge is a one-on-one -on -one deal with that deer. And in this case, the, uh, those two bucks won. So, good for them, you know, and it's just the way hunting goes. Anyway, that's it. So hopefully you enjoyed it, and hopefully in the future I have a Wyoming antelope hunt still left to do, Colorado deer, and my son's Colorado deer. So hopefully I can get you guys some good footage to watch uh, over those next few hunts. So there you go.